Welcome to this episode of the Fun Football Podcast. This was a crazy weekend. Um, There's just, I mean, not just the two undefeated teams going down, but there was some stuff. I mean, (laughs) the Ravens showed a a flicker of consistency. There was a ton of injuries that happened. Uh, I'm going to run through the recaps of the games and my thoughts on the weekend and just in general what happened. So this weekend, we saw the two undefeated NFC teams fall. I'm going to get into that just first because there was so much that happened this weekend. Some key injuries that just really goofed a lot of things up. Some really key injuries um, with Philadelphia, San Fran. There was just a lot that happened. But I want to talk about the uh, San Fran game because not only the refs in that game were frustrating and really hurt San Fran. They helped Cleveland. But Cleveland needed Debo Samuel to get hurt. They needed Christian McCaffrey to get hurt, try to come back in and go back out. So they needed two key cards in the offense to go down. Purdy to have his worst game as a pro, by far. Played terrible for the most part. And I get that that Cleveland defense is special, but they needed all those things to happen. They, they almost tried to hand it away themselves by having not just leaning on the run game and letting that defense just... When your defense is playing that dominant, you don't throw interceptions and help out the offense to get good field position and get a spark. Because one of their touchdowns was because they were set up with San Fran was set up with great field position after Walker interception. So I, I don't even believe in this Cleveland coach. I think he mismanaged the game. I think it should have been easier for Cleveland to win, and they still needed Moody, who's been like my dad said, money Moody. They needed him to not only miss a field goal earlier in the game, but then to miss the game-winning field goal. So Cleveland had to luck into it to win. But, you know, they did beat an undefeated team. Kudos to them. I've seen a lot of smack talk on Facebook all over the place. But I did say I was a little worried about that Cleveland defense beating up San Fran. And not, they, they did that. They beat them up. They took the fight to, to San Fran. It was a muddy, it was a rainy game. It benefited Cleveland, the conditions did, and they still won. So, you know, you still got to give them credit. I think they lucked into it a little bit. I, um, my problem with them is I just know how they're going to get there on offense. Is Watson still hurt? There's no, like, information on that. How long is this guy out? I have him in one of my fantasy leagues. Like, what's going on there? We don't even know. So, it's just nobody knows what's going on. They're not going to win a Super Bowl with P.J. Walker as their starter. No offense, but that's just not going to happen even with this defense being lights out. They were number one ranked in some regards. They were over two overall number two in points. And they they played great. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I'm just I, – I think that was a little bit fluky of a win, and they needed a lot of things to break their way. But I'm still going to give them kudos. They did win. I do think they could be a wild card team. If only could get, they could get their offense figured out, and if only they had Nick Chubb still, because if they'd had Chubb, Ford's been solid, but if they'd had Chubb, that would have been a perfect game just to pound Chubb, keep running Chubb over and over. And they kind of did that with Ford. He had 17 carries for 84 yards. Cooper had himself a game. He had over 100 yards, but they shouldn't have been throwing as much as they did. They should have leaned on that defense even more and won that game convincingly. Um, I'm really, I watched a large part of that game, but also the Philly game, and... Philly completely mismanaged it to me. Being up 14-12, to 12, they were around midfield. Why are you throwing the ball into double coverage? It was a bad play call, but then Hurts made a really bad decision 
and he had three picks in this game, and this is where I'm concerned with this guy. The problem is they lost Lane Johnson. So every Philly team that's lost Lane Johnson over the last decade doesn't look the same because he's the best right tackle in football, but he's like the glue guy at the line. The entire line doesn't look the same, and against a ferocious Jets front, that's the strength of that defense because they had two corners out, so specifically yesterday as well. That was the strength of that defense. I don't know why they're throwing the ball. They're up 14 to 12, less than two minutes. What are you doing? They threw a pick and gave the Jets the game, basically. They deserve to lose. That was disappointing. Hurts, I mean, he's like, it's like pretty. They look, they've looked great when the system's all in place. But I'm concerned with his turnovers. At least, I mean, he goes for it, but I don't know. Like, I do worry if the offensive line isn't perfect. Is he going to look? Because the offensive line has been the best in football. If it's a little compromised, is that going to be enough to knock them down? I would doubt against Dallas, but Dallas's defensive front is their strength. So I wouldn't expect that, but Dallas could have more success if their line is compromised. But especially against San Fran or maybe even Detroit. Detroit might be on that level. We're going to see. Uh, it's weird saying that, but they're 5-1, and one, and it's not just it's not just your record. It's how you look on the way. And they go into Tampa, and it's a good defense, and they just their defense just keeps playing better. They're like, no, no points for you. They won 20-6 and beat them up. So the NFC is looking very interesting when you've got three teams at 5-1 and one with Philly, Detroit, and San Fran. And I'm starting to wonder if Detroit belongs in that class. I would still suspect all things being equal, all the teams being healthy in the playoffs. Detroit might be a notch below, but that might not be the scenario we get. San Fran might go into the playoffs banged up. They've had quarterback problems. Or Philly might not be, the offensive line might not be intact. The injuries are really starting to play a factor, and they did yesterday. Not just the key guys that were hurt, but the red zone efficiency yesterday was one of the weakest since 2006, I believe, I saw earlier today. The offense is just, in general, when you look at the scores, other than Jacksonville, Miami, nobody really put up any points yesterday at all. I'm expecting an interesting game about Dallas tonight. We will. I'll be talking about that with Bill on the Thursday pod. But uh, on this recap pod, I, I, I'm... Very interested to see what happens with the Cowboys tonight. That's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, I want to get into some of these other games because this was this was a freaky day. So I'll be doing the full recap on the Thursday pod, but Baltimore in London beat up Tennessee, knocked Tannehill out, and I think it might be time for the Tannehill era to be over. The problem is they've got two young guys that don't look super promising, but they need to find out if they have anything. Um, I'm starting to wonder... There's teams I think that should blow it up. I'm starting to think Tennessee should be one of those teams. It's so hard to move on from a longtime guy like Derrick Henry. But can you imagine Henry on a team that needs a legitimate running back? The Packers aren't a contender. I would love to have them. But there's a lot of teams that could use whatever he's got left in the tank, and there's something still there on a contender. Like, what if, even though Minnesota, I'm not a contender, but, like, what if Cleveland got Derrick Henry? Minnesota's in a contender. I think Cleveland with that defense. Can you, even if, if Watson gets right and you had Derrick Henry pounding the rock, and just looking even like eighty percent of Henry, that'd be with Ford. That'd be you could be a run-heavy offense, play action, just limit the mistakes and lean on that D and win a lot of games. If that defense keeps playing his lights out of the, as they've looked, that could be a team. So, 
I don't know. We're going to see. I think that that would be a really fun topic, talking about trade candidates for teams. I think, like I just said, Henry going anywhere I think would be awesome. There's a lot of guys. Like Denver, I think, is a team that should completely blow it up. Can you imagine Jerry Judy? Maybe maybe there's some potential there on another team. Maybe he goes somewhere and makes a huge difference. Who knows? That's going to be uh, on part two of the podcast. I'm going to talk about some trade candidates, and we're going to – I'm going to do power rankings. I'm super excited. But rest of the recap, Washington, this weird team, I, I hate picking them in Atlanta. Desmond Ritter undefeated at home in the regular season. <laughs> in the NFL and in college and loses to Washington, who got destroyed by Chicago. This is a weird freaking team. He had over 300 yards, two TDs. You can see there's he's trying it has got so many weapons. It's just they, those are two teams that are frustrating to pick because I think there's a very good chance one of those actually ends up being a wild card, possibly, with this weird NFC. Minnesota, no Jefferson, no problem. They figured out how to beat Chicago. Justin Fields going down was a huge part of it, but he wasn't playing great before he went out. Cousins just limiting the mistakes. They, they played tough defense. Good for them. I had actually picked Chicago in that game just because I don't believe in Minnesota without Justin Jefferson, but not saying I believe in Chicago, but good one for Minnesota. If they can keep it afloat, which I'd be very surprised, maybe this, I don't think they can make the playoffs, but maybe if they even have a shot of a chance, Jefferson might actually come back for them. But that looks like a serious hamstring. We're gonna, the next couple weeks are going to be extremely, two to three games are going to be extremely telling for Minnesota, because I think that they should sell, sell on Cousins, and not Jefferson. You can't trade a guy that talented. That's a mistake. But it might be time to trade Cousins. He's in the last year of his contract. I, if you're not committing to him, why don't you trade him to get something for him? I know it's hard because he's statistically at least been good. He's gotten to the playoffs. He's been there for a few years now. And it's rough move, making the guy move with his family in the middle of the season. But it is the NFL, I think. You know, it's not for long. I Not for long. They could get something for him. I don't know what type of draft pick. Solid NFL starting quarterback. Maybe a team pops up a third or fourth rounder. To me, that'd be worth it because you're not if you're not signing him next year anyways, the Jets could use, or another team, Atlanta, especially, either one of those teams, that have a talented roster, got some skill position talent on offense, both teams. Atlanta's D has been decent this year. The Jets are one of the better defenses in the league. They've shown on all three phases they can beat good teams now. Not just Buffalo, but now they did to the Jets. They need a real quarterback. Zach Wilson has been a little better than I expected, actually, but not good enough to be an, a long-time starting quarterback in this league, and they need to dump, dump them. Cincinnati is another weird team this year. They, they, they're looking like last season. That game, Cincinnati beats uh, Seattle 17-13. Geno Smith had 323 yards, two picks, Walker... I have one of my fantasy leagues, and there's, I'm going to do a little fantasy talk because there was some fun stuff this weekend. Uh, he had 19 carries, 62 yards, nothing special, but did get a touchdown. And I had to solve Lockett, who had a big catch late in that game. looked like he was going to put Seattle in position to make a comeback. But Cincinnati's D has come alive. Um, Burrow, he's moved around better, even though his stats weren't there today. They were there last week. I think that they're going to be a really tough out in the playoffs I think they're going to be, I don't know if they're going to win the division, but that's within reach as well. I definitely see them continuing to pick up steam. 
this looks like a lot like last year. They're starting to figure it out. So I'd be picking Cincinnati in the next few weeks because I think they're going to keep winning games. Uh, Miami just had that lead that egg against Buffalo, but they just they were starting slow against Carolina. They were down 14-0, and they showed no deficit, especially against a bad team. No deficits too much, and I've got Monster in two of my leagues. I traded Burrow for him for Monster straight up because I needed a running back after Chubb went down, and that team's 4-1. It's up in the air if they'll be 4-2 or 5-1. and one. I need a big C.D. Lamb game tonight. But Monster, to uh, keeping that rushing tack going, uh, he's got, even though he's in his early 30s, he's still extremely fast in line with the rest of that offense, which is speed, speed, speed. And they sped away from Carolina 42-21, which wasn't a surprise. That offense is for real, and I really do, uh, I don't know about that D, but let's say Tua and most of the offense is healthy. I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC Maybe looking at a conference championship. Um, it looks like them. I don't believe in Buffalo. It looks like them and uh, Cincy and definitely KC is the hierarchy of the AFC right now. Uh, Jacksonville, interesting team because Minshew had three picks, which is unlike him. Even though, even though he's been a backup, he doesn't frequently turn the ball over a lot. I actually, so one of my funny fantasy things, I picked up the Jack. I picked up Jacksonville's D. And started them instead of the Jets, and they had identical points. They both scored 12 in my one of my ESPN fantasy leagues. Um, so that was kind of fun to pick up and have the same thing happen. I rolled with Jacksonville over against Indy just because of Minshew and because Jacksonville's D has been looking better. They're a team that also looks like they're starting to wake up. Maybe they're that other team in the AFC. We'll see. There's a few teams there, but they look like they're starting to wake up. I don't believe in Baltimore, so they could be that other team that's right there. Um, and challenging for a divisional round or maybe a conference championship appearance. They looked, they were almost there last year. Florence can continue to grow in Peterson's system. I do think that they are going to be, a, they're going to be tough. They're going to be a force. So that's another one to look out for. This, uh, <laughs> this is fun because I actually, I remember talking Bill into this one on the pot on the Thursday, on the last week's pod. On Thursday, talking to him to Houston over New Orleans, and sure enough, it happened. Houston beat up New Orleans. I was super proud of that. They, Demico Ryan's has gotten that team playing. Um, they play hard. CJ Stroud continues to look good. They didn't score a ton of points. They were at home and they just figured out a way to pull it out. I was super impressed with that. Raiders, uh, this was an interesting one because Jacobs didn't run all over the Patriots, but the Ra- and Garoppolo got hurt, but the Raiders still figured out a way to beat this terrible New England team. I just, uh, New England's another team, they need weapons on offense, and I don't see them buying at 1 and 5. That Belichick era might be over. It might be time to cut bait and um, sell some players. I-, I don't know if I'd lose all the guys on the defense, but they need to get a long term quarterback in there. And if Belichick's not going to be their long-term coach, which is possible, that uh, looks like a transition, that, a team changing the guard there, transition-wise. Um, the team that looks like they're fading fast is Arizona against the Rams. Um, Dobbs, I mean, he didn't have a bad game, terrible game, but he doesn't look like a starter. He did early in the season, but unfortunately this happens sometimes where guys have a couple good games early and then they fade. And I'm a little worried that that's happening with the Cardinals. And they're starting to fade and look like a they were a scrappy team and they're not even looking like that anymore. It's their third straight game. They got beat up. 
Um, yeah, they had that big game against Dallas, and they played tough the first couple games. But the Rams showed they're in a class above, and they're only three and three. But this Williams kid, they've got some. What's scary about the Rams is if they can just be competent on defense. Their offense is just looking scary and scarier if Williams is a legit running back, which he's starting to look like he is. And then you got <laughs> you got Cup coming back looking like himself, 148 yards. Stafford's got weapons galore. He's got Tutu Atwell and then Nikua. So you've got up just weapons everywhere on the offense is what it's starting to look like. I'm starting to think they're going to be a wildcard team and a tough one. It's very interesting that they've gotten lucky with some picks and... They believed in Williams so much they told Akers, just deuces, you're out of here. Talked about the Philly game. Um, I want to get into this Bills team for a quick second too, but Detroit, I talked a little about them earlier. They proved to me in that 20-6 win over Tampa that their class above Tampa, even in Tampa, and they're not going to beat themselves, and they're just super efficient on offense. And with St. Brown coming back, the other dimension of them depends on how long Gibbs is out. But what was interesting about them is now they have Jameson Williams and Reynolds have been playing solid for them at receiver. So if they have Jameson coming back and being a home run threat, you still have another solid third receiver. And then St. Brown can be your underneath guy. You've got dimensions to your attack, which is scary when you do. When you have guys who just destroy you in different ways, that's scary. So their offense is good. But Campbell's got them playing defense, too. They only gave up six points. They're looking just better and better. This team... Rolled at the end of last season. I didn't think I believed in them, but uh, I'm starting to believe in them. I mean, Packers fan, and they destroyed us. And I, I feel like if we played again, the same scenario would happen unless something happens with the Packers. So uh, good for the Lions. My last one on the recap on part one this Bills team. <sighs> yeah, they came back in the fourth quarter. I'm impressed with that, but I just don't believe in them. I don't believe that they are a contender. I just don't. They've lost some guys. They lost losing a lot of hurt. I just don't. I don't know with Allen. Like, I just there's something missing, and he can play just amazing. But when Tyron Taylor almost beats you at home on Sunday Night Football, and you're three and two, and if you lose that game, you fall three and three, and you can start even at three and three, probably kissing home field goodbye, because it's going to take probably thirteen, at least twelve, but I would say probably thirteen wins to be the one seed in the AFC. I just don't see it with this team. They continue to fall short in the playoffs. I think that they're like the Cowboys of the AFC. I just don't see them going to a Super Bowl. I'd be I'd be very shocked at this point if they even made the AFC Conference Championship. I might be surprised if they made the divisional round. But I'd be shocked if they made the Conference Championship. I just see something missing with them. And I know that uh, Dayball, the Giants coach, used to be with Buffalo, but they, the Giants almost stole that game. That was super close. Outside of the controversial call at the end. I just, uh, I don't see it with the Bills. So, lucky on them for winning. I did pick them to win, so I'm happy that they won my pick them, but that was a lucky win. So I'm surprised by that one. All right, I will be back with uh, part two of the pod. Thanks for uh, listening. I'll be right back. I'm back with part two of this episode of the re- recap from week six. I'm going to be doing my tiered power rankings and some fun fantasy talk. Uh, played my dad, Papa Tom, in fantasy this week. I'm going to do a little fantasy corner here. I'm going to try to start including more of this. But <laughs> played my uh, Papa Tom 
and he kind of lucked out. I was super mad. I was like 80% to win on ESPN, and he um, is now 83%. I have CD Lamb tonight. It's a full point per possession week, so full PPR. And I need 20, just over 23 points to beat him, so I'll need CD Lamb to get like two touchdowns and like 100 yards. Um, that would do it. Or like 150 yards and a TD. 130. And like, it's just got to be, a, I've got to get a few catches at least, unfortunately. And this happened because while I didn't have a great game last night, he had nine points. He could have done a little better. But I knew Buffalo was a tough matchup, and I don't have another tight end right now. Option Waller isn't been outstanding, but he's been okay. So I rolled with him. But there's a couple of decisions that were funny. I, I touched on this in part one, but I picked up Jacksonville's D. I have three defenses. I have Pittsburgh, who's on by, who's been great. They've been one of the best fantasy Ds. Uh, Jets, who have also been really good, but I was worried about them playing Philly. Then they went out and only gave up 14 points, had three picks and a fumble recovery. So Jacksonville and the Jets' D tied at 12. Um, but my saving grace, which could save my team, because I did trade Burrow away. Love's been up and down. I picked up C.J. Stroud, one of my pickups, my happy pickups for the year. Like, that's been great. He basically matched Lawrence, who's been kind of up and down and not the, as good as people had hoped. But Stroud's been a surprise. So they basically matched up. Rashad White, I've got as my RB1. Like I said, Rashad White has been extremely disappointing this season. But that's the Bucks running backs for you the last couple of years. They should have been able to get the, it going. But uh, on that same team, just a little keep, I just want to continue this fancy corner for a minute. Picked up C.J. Stroud, got love. I traded, like I said, Joe Burrow away from Mostert after I had Nick Chubb go down. So my team is C.J. Stroud. It's my best team, record-wise. C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love. Hopefully one of those two can figure it out. Hopefully Jordan Love. And then running back, I've got Rashad White, who I need to pick it up. Mostert, Miami, it's just been a revelation this year. Just absolutely killing it. I'm hoping Jalen Warren from Pittsburgh gets it going. I've got him. And I've got Dr. Foreman. So I'm thin at running back, so I'm going to probably be looking for the waiver wire there. But a receiver, I've got C.D. Lamb. And if Devonta Smith could figure it out, he had a bad drop yesterday that cost him the loss. Um, I've got Tyler Lockett. I've got Reynolds. I've got Tank Dell, who until he got hurt had been really good. And Robert Woods, who I'm probably going to cut. But it was just while the Houston receivers were banged up because they've been good. We've got Waller at tight end, Bass at kicker who had zero, and right now I'm down by 13 with a half left. Uh, CD Lamb's got me 10. I need 13 more, just over 13 more points, so I'll need a touchdown probably. He's got four catches for 60 yards. If he continues at that pace, I'll just barely lose. So hopefully he has a good second half. The Cowboys, a little game breaker, tied 7-7 with just over a minute left in the half as of recording. Um, and then D's, I've got three. I've got Jacksonville, who's been waking up, the Jets, and Pittsburgh, so I'll probably cut a D. And that team's either 4-1 or, or, um, or sorry, 5-1 after tonight's game, or 4-2. Probably going to be 4-2. But uh, my loser team, this is really unfortunate. I've won this league three times, and this is in 11 years. This is the 12th year I've made the playoffs, I think, three or four other times. I was runner-up another time. So, like, this, it's an auction league, so my strategy's worked. A decent amount. It's just uh, this year just gotten annihilated with injuries and no luck. I, I drafted Jefferson super high option. I went Aaron Jones. I'm a Packers fan. Just got sucked in. I've got too many Packers on this team. And um, my team right now, I had to start Bryce Young because Jordan Love is uh, was on bye and Deshaun Watson's banged up, and I may have to cut him if he doesn't come back soon. I was hoping he'd be a decent, you know, low end quarterback one. So I've got Bryce Young who didn't have a good game. 
both teams were terrible. We were the two lowest scoring teams this week. I'm down by 11 with Aubrey left as the kicker. So, you know, that's just, that's a disappointing team. I've got, I went Bajon Robinson super high. So I've got Brace Young at quarterback. Like I said, Love and Watson. So I don't know if my quarterbacks are going to even figure it out. This team's about to drop to one and five. I just pulled a desperation trade. I traded Jefferson, who may not come back, for um, Calvin Ridley just to get a receiver who's playing. So my team's about to look like running back with John Robinson. I picked up the Arizona kid who was terrible, so he'll be a cut. I've got Aaron Jones sitting on my bench, Algier for Atlanta, so I've got the both Atlanta running backs, and Javante Williams, who hasn't panned out. So hopefully Aaron Jones and Bajan can hold it down. I don't know about this team with Jefferson getting hurt. I do have Nico Collins. He had 80 yards this week. He's been pretty good. Mark receiver two. I've got Calvin Ridley, so I have two receiver two, so I just don't know. Um, I've got Laporta at tight end, who's been pretty good, and San Fran D, who's been, you know, San Fran D, they've been pretty good. Um, I do have Dubs sitting there hoping he can break out. Um, and I've got Tank Dell stashed, but this team might just be a wash. And then I decided for the first time ever this year to finish my fantasy corner. I decided to do a public league. I learned that you can't um, have you can't have two different people join it. It's just one. I mean, unless you get insanely lucky with the thousands of leagues that are out there. I mean, my league number is like over millions. I don't know if that's how many leagues there actually are, wouldn't be surprised. I like this team. I started one and three. I'm about to be three and three, and I'll be. I was third highest scoring in the league, but only by I was only down by four points. It's been gaining steam. I went with, uh, and this gets into some football stuff. Trevor Lawrence, who um, started slow, but he's my quarterback one. I've got Geno sitting there. Um, so those are my two quarterbacks. Um, this is a half PPR league. The last one was a non PPR. And running back, I've got Mostert again. He's been killing it. Uh, Kenneth Walker the third for Seattle. It's not bad. I stashed, stashed Jonathan Taylor, and he signed that deal, so I'm hoping he breaks out even with Zach Smith playing amazing. Zach Moss, I'm sorry. Um, I've got Brees Hall, who's been just, again, killing it. Even against Philly, I, I sat him, and he killed it, and it didn't matter. Um, that league, I'm a lock. I'm a 99%. I'm up by, like, 70 points. That team's really breaking out and peaking right now. I'm hoping they continue it. But I really like my depth on this team. because So I've got Brees Hall at running back to recap. Monster Walker, I've got options. Rashad White, who hasn't been great. And Taylor. So I've got some options at running back. Receiver, I stashed Cup. He was hurt, so I stashed Cup and Jonathan Taylor. This was fun. So I've got uh, Cooper Cup now starting. Jamar Chase, who's a lock, he's got to start. And then at my flex, I can either start uh, St. Brown for Detroit, who I, I think is worth a start, even with Jamison... Williams starting to get some touches. I think St. Brown's a receiver one or at the least low end receiver one. I still got Zay Flowers sitting there too. So I like this team. And finally, Kyle Pitts is starting to get some catches. I've got him at tight end. Unfortunately, my only tight end, so I might, if he can't cut out, then make a move. But hopefully, he keeps getting some touches. This week, he had 12. Um, I've got one spot I could bend and cut. I've got the Demarcado kid, so I'll probably pick up a tight end or something. I do have Aubrey. Um, the Dallas kicker, I keep locking up on him. And I have the Saints D, so I may have to make a move at kicker or D. But that team's about to be 3-3 three and three and is looking pretty good. So I'm I'm happy with this team. They, that team's waking up. So two of my three fantasy teams I'm really, really liking. Um, quick little uh, game break. I don't normally do this, but the game's going on, so you gotta, you know got to talk about it. CeeDee Lamb got another big catch. He's up to uh, 84 yards. 
The Cowboys are driving. It's seven seven. There's three seconds left. They just called a timeout, and they're probably they're they're going to kick a field goal from only uh, thirty one yards out. So if the kicker can hit a field goal, it helps me fancy too. But the Cowboys will be up ten to seven. I do expect they'll win this game, but this is two weird teams. The Chargers can rise up, so can Dallas. I would still lean Dallas. That's who we picked uh, in our pick'em. But uh, yeah, hopefully you know the Cowboys. Cowboys fan. Hopefully my Cowboy players play good. And uh, we'll see what happens in the second half of that game. I will be recapping that one. We'll do a little quick recap on uh, the Thursday pod with Bill this week. And the last thing I'm going to do, I'm going to bring it back. I did it a few weeks ago before my trip. I'm really excited. Aubrey did hit that field goal. Quick break. 10-7. Halftime. Cowboys are up in L.A. Um, Like I said, I suspect the win, but we'll see what happens. He nailed the 32-yard field goal. So, yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to bring back my tiered power rankings. And this, I think, is going to be a fun week to do it because this was a challenge because there's so many teams that are – I end up crossing so many teams out and moving them around because this is the, the NFL is like – you knew the, the undefeated teams were going to lose. But uh, this is a tough thing. I mean, I had to put my Packers really low. I put them at 24th. I don't know if that's – Fair, I think it is. Honestly, I don't think they're a great team. I think they have the potential to be a wild card, maybe. But I got to see more from Love, and that offensive line's got to protect, and they got to learn how to stop the run eventually. This you know century. <laughs> um, so, all right, tier one of my power rankings. This was tough because I still went San Fran, assuming those guys get healthy. I don't think either of them are out for the season. I did factor in some injuries. Um, but I put San Fran as my number one team. I think if they're healthy, I still think uh, that might have been a recipe game, but I don't know how you create that much weather and have that lead of a defense as Cleveland. That's rare to have those two things. And San Fran lost some playmakers during the game. He's very comfortable with McCaffrey. And uh, I heard this out of the pod, but I definitely think that closes the who's the MVP of San Fran's offense and probably the team. Um, it's McCaffrey over Purdy. I mean, it showed it. He's, since he's come there, Purdy is not lost. He went out of that game, and Purdy didn't look the same. So did Debo, obviously. But I'm still going to go San Fran as my number one team in my tiered power rankings. And I'm going to get some opinions from Bill on this uh, later this week. Um, I want KC number two. Their, their offense, and this is still all my tier one. I have four teams in tier one. So I've got San Fran, and then I've got KC. And the reason why is that defense has been good. And they continue to slow teams down. I really want to see this team make a move for a receiver. Um, before the uh, trade deadline on Halloween. I don't know if they're going to do it. Rasheed Rice is starting to round into some sort of form, and Tony can get open. But I just think they're really, really lacking a threat. And I, I think if they don't make a move, they may get upset in the playoffs this year. I don't know if it'll be Cincy to do it and keep rising up, or Miami or Buffalo or maybe Jacksonville. Um, maybe a surprise team I'm not thinking of. But... Um, I'm a little worried that they're not going to be able to score enough points, but that defense is keeping them in games and winning. And Pacheco's been running the ball well, and Mahomes, they still have Mahomes and Kelsey. So. And if they get Frank Walker, that's bringing back another guy uh, that Denver decided to cut that uh, has make, made a big difference for them. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens there. So anyways, all right. 13, Philly. Even with that loss, I, I'm a little concerned with them. I dropped them below KC because I do think right now KC would beat them. But also because I'm worried about this Lane Johnson thing. And um, when he's not right, they're not. They're just not the same team. So I got to 
I was also concerned with Hurt. That interception at the end was terrible. That was just not good. I, I, I really... I'm a little concerned. He's turned the ball over more this season. Uh, those three picks in that game. Coaching, they just didn't make good decisions either. And They can still run the ball. And they've got some talent on defense, especially with that rookie defensive lineman. But the tackle, he's been amazing. But... Like they haven't been playing this good as last year. If you watch their games, they were far more dominant last season. There's something missing. You thought they'd take a step, and Devonta Smith has had some moments, but he hasn't looked special. The offense, is, especially the passing attack, has not looked great. Uh, Swift's been a revelation for them, but they lost some pieces on D. They're a little banged up on D. Now their offensive line's banged up. This would be the time Dallas would want to play them and maybe catch them. Well, just right now, I wouldn't pick them in the playoffs to beat them, but... I got Philly at three, and this was a really tough one for four at the end of this tier. I almost went in an MFC team, but I decided to put Miami here just because of that offense. Now, I think they're going to have to just uh, do the track method you know, thing and just outrun people, basically, is what they do. But I, uh, their offense is so explosive, I had to put them in tier one. I just had to put them there. I almost did five teams in my tier one. I was very close. So I've got San Fran, Casey, Philly, Miami is my tier one. Tier two. This was, this was fun. I did Detroit. At fifth, when was the last time you heard of Detroit in the top five of anything with football? Barry Sanders? <laughs> I mean, they made some playoffs with uh, Stafford. They made a couple playoff games, but they haven't been this good in a long time. And uh, it's kind of fun, honestly. I'm a, I'm a Packers fan, but it's kind of cool seeing the Lions this good. I think they're for real. Uh, I do think they're definitely going to the playoffs. I, I, I'd be... I, I, I would be shocked if they didn't. They're gonna, they'd have to have so many injuries. If this Jameson Williams kid can, like I said in, the, in part one, if he can give them that deep threat dimension with St. Brown working underneath and then Reynolds, they still have him doing solid at, as a third receiver. And that they get Gibbs back, they got him and Montgomery, they got a one-two punch at running back. And then they get, they're get starting to get a pass rush if the defense can keep picking it up. Um, they could be a tough, tough out if Safier, if Sam Safier, if Sam Fran or Philly <laughs> are banged up in the playoffs. So I'm very interested in that. Um, I got Buffalo at six, and I'm not big on them, and I'm surprised I'm putting them as high. But uh, at the moment, I think if the playoffs happened, I do think since he could catch them. I had to go right now. They almost were 3-3. Three and three. They almost blew a game to the Giants that they never should have blown. I think they're overrated, but they still Josh Allen. And I'm curious if they can find that running game, find some, keep do, trying to do that, which had been working. I don't know why they leaned, went away from it in the Giant game. If they can stay balanced, I think that they could be a really tough out. My next team, uh, who also starting to get the running game going, but their defense in, is starting to really click as Jacksonville have got them at seven. I'm really curious if they're going to continue to try, go upward. Like Detroit last year, they were kind of the darlings of the NFL. Let's see if they can keep going and actually get to the playoffs with some momentum as we get near the mid season here. I've got Cleveland at eight, and I'm worried about them with the running back with Watson hurt, but that defense is so elite. I had to make them top ten, I think, right now. They would beat Dallas. I think they beat Cincy again, my next two teams. I've got Cincy at nine, Dallas at ten. I'm going to recap with that, though, really quick. That's the end of my tier two, but... Uh, Cleveland, I've got at eight, like I said, because the defense is just so special. If Watson can get healthy, if they make any moves uh, in the trade market, which I wouldn't think they would, but they've got a good receiver in Cooper. Ford, I really wish they'd go and get another running back and have a one-two. That'd be fun. And then Watson wouldn't have to do so much, and they could lean on that D. And if it stays healthy and stays this special, they are going to be a tough out. They're going to need home field and some ugly weather, but which they probably won't get, but... 
I still think defense travels, and I think they're an interesting team. I've got them at eight. Since he's starting to peak, and their defense is starting to look good too, Burrell's starting to look healthier. I want to see this team. Mixon looks like he's lost a little bit to me, but they still have Demar Chase. They still have Burrow. They still have a solid D. Um, and Burrow, I just would be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs. And I think they might win that division too. It's going to come down to them or Cleveland for me. Although that division's tough. You got all four teams. I've got all four teams in my top half in the NFL. So Cincy at nine. I've got Dallas at ten. I'm still worried about them with Dak. I think this defense isn't quite as special. They lost Van Der Esch for a while. They've lost. They lost Diggs. Their offensive line's banged up. I still think they need another running back to complement Pollard. I'm worried they need another receiver, but I think it's just Dak. I just don't like him. He's just not even on close of a, he's not even playing on the close of the levels. Most of the quarterbacks above him on this list. So uh, that's why they're ten. And uh, and they're a talented team that's not going to go anywhere in the playoffs. So tier three. So the my tier one are the Super Bowl locks. Tier two are possible contenders. Should have given them names right away. Tier three, uh, playoff likelies. Um, I've got Baltimore at 11. And they are a weird team that I think is going to make mistakes, but I still like them to probably make the playoffs as a wild card. It really just comes down to Lamar Jackson plays. And can they get any consistency out of him in the offense? They need one side of the ball to play more efficiently. And they've made mistakes... They should probably have a better record than they do when they blew a game last last week, the week before. So, got them at 11. I just don't see them as a top-tier contender. Seattle is a team that I think possibly could rise if Geno could play better, but that's a big if. I just don't know if this guy has it. So, I've got them at 12. I need to see more. They've got three weapons. They should be better. Uh, the running game is... Eh. I just don't know. It's, it's hard when your quarterback's holding you back like with the Cowboys. It's just... They've got talent, though. Their defense is starting to play a little better, but are they going to really scare those top teams in the NFC at the moment? I don't think so. I mean, they played right there with Cincy, but I just think they're a notch below. My next team's kind of in that same boat. They played tough on the front seven of defense. On the defense is Pittsburgh. But um, here's what I think with this team. I just don't know if the quarterback's got it yet. And Dante Johnson's going to come back. I need to see if he can click with with uh, Pickett and Pickens. And are they going to get a running game going? I would almost just start Warren at this point. I know I've got him in one of my fa- fancy leagues, but Najee Harris doesn't look like he has it. they got to get some explosive plays on offense. That offense has just not been good. I saw a stat. They have not scored 30 points in a game, and it's been over, I think it's been over a season now. They're just, they got to get going on offense. You can't lean on the D that much. So I've got them down there. I still think they have a chance to make the playoffs. They'll be flirting with 500. But, uh, or he born, just barely above average. And they could fall or rise a little, but we'll see what happens. These are uh, tiered and f- fluctuating power rankings by the week. Kind of surprised team at the end of my tier three. I've got the Houston Texans. They're looking... I just like the way they're playing on D. They're improving. Um, CJ Stroud is, looks for real. If Tate Dell's healthy, I think they've got a one-two punch at receiver with Nico Collins. I don't know about the running game it hasn't been dominant or anything, but uh, they just are fighting, and I like the way they keep winning games. They're three and three, and I think they have a chance to, to, to contend for a wild card. Halfway through the season, they're flirting with them with a wild card right now. So that's in my tier three. Tier four, I've got the Jets, who did just win that game. I think they need a quarterback. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. They might 
only get seven, eight wins, but they are a talented defense, and they've got Brees Hall, and he's just lightning. He's so explosive, and they got that receiver. So I really, really like uh, I, I like the Jets. Just need a quarterback. Got the Bucks at 16, and I need to see more from Baker as well in that offense. That running game's got nothing. So I've got them right there in the middle, and I almost put the Rams above them at 17. That was a close one. I put the Rams at 17, New Orleans at 18, Indy at 19, and the Chargers at 20. And these, to me, are all playoff maybes. I'm curious what's going to happen with the Bucks, with the quarterback situation. Rams are starting to trend up for me, but they've got a tough division, and uh, Wild Card's going to be a challenge. They're going to have to they're going to have to play even better than they have, even though they're looking explosive on offense. So we're going to see what happens there. Saints, I th- I'm just worried about their quarterback and their offense. just is, looks kind of pedestrian, even though they've got some playmakers. That D is tough, though, so that's why I've got them at 18. 19, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Richardson, so I put them here for now if he comes back. They still have some talent on the roster. They may fall, um, but with Richardson, I like them right around there. And then the Chargers at 20, I just don't believe in them. They, I don't believe in their defense. I believe that coach deserves to get fired yesterday. <laughs> so I've got them at 20. And then uh, that's my tier 4. So my tier 5, these are, uh, we'll call them playoff hopefuls. Like, they're hoping, praying they can make the playoffs. I've got uh, Atlanta at 21. The Raiders at 22. I've got Washington. I, I hated doing this. Put them at 23 and the Packers at 24. Atlanta, I'm just worried about their situation with Ritter. I think they need a better quarterback. I think he's going to hold them back, especially on the road. Uh, 22, I don't know what's going on with Garoppolo. The Raiders do have some top-end talent, though. They've won a couple games. Maybe they'll flirt with 500. I don't know. I do think that they're going to trend down as the season goes, but they do have some elite talent. Um, Myers is looking good as a receiver, too. They've got Devontae. They've still got Josh Jacobs. They've got weapons on offense. Matt Crosby is a game-marker on team. Uh, Washington, um, Sam Hollow, if he can just play decent, they've got some talent on that team. They've got they've got uh, Robinson's decent running back. They've got some receivers. They've got they can get some pressure. I, I don't know. They're a weird team. I don't really know if I believe in them. They've had some bad losses, but they're playing better than my Packers right now. We're coming off a bye, and I'm going to be looking for them to destroy Denver at least when they better win handedly if they want to have a chance at jumping up and get back to 500. Okay, so that's uh, through 24. I had to do Tier 6 by itself. I did Tennessee and Minnesota. I just thought they were a slight notch above the rest of the teams. Although I'm worried about Tennessee's quarterbacks and Minnesota without Jefferson. But I think they're going to win a little bit more than the rest. Oh, and I had the Giants right there. It's barely above the rest of the teams. Those two, those, those three teams have zero chance of the playoffs to me, but have also have zero chance of the top pick. So Tier, uh, tier 7 is my going for the number one pick in the draft. I've got the Cardinals, then the Bears, and the Broncos, and the Patriots, I think are going to be one of the worst teams, and then the Carolina Panthers. That is my power rankings. This was a lot of fun. I'll be back Thursday evening with Bill for our um, weekly picks. And I will be putting up, I'm going to continue to do this, I'm going to be putting up a poll. I'd love to hear your feedback and have some guest hosts on. This was a blast. I had so much fun. I hope you listen, and... uh, See you again soon.